Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. The Telegraph. Telegraph. Podcasts. A UK lockdown. We are collectively telling cafes, pubs, bars and restaurants... To close. One step closer to a cure. Two old drugs greenlit for new experimental use. And why are Britons still stockpiling? This is coronavirus, the latest from The Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leloudis. Bars, clubs, pubs, restaurants and cafes have all been ordered not to open on Friday. Nightclubs, gyms, theatres and cinemas will also close. Giving a sense of the timescale of the closures, Boris Johnson said the situation would be reviewed every month and urged the country to resist the temptation to carry on as normal. To repeat, I know how difficult this is and how it seems to go against the freedom-loving instincts of the, of the British people. I also know how much right now workers and business deserve the financial reassurance that we are giving them. But we will get through this. It comes on the same day all non-essential workers in New York were also asked to stay at home. But which UK premises will stay open? Tony Diver's been following the announcement. The government hasn't closed shops, so pharmacies, supermarkets, clothing shops and other businesses will remain open unless their owners decide to close them. So it will still be possible to go shopping, but the government has asked that people do not leave the house unless they absolutely have to. Under the government guidelines, it's still possible to exercise outdoors at a safe distance from others and to shop for essential items like food and medicine, as long as you're not showing any symptoms of the virus or living with someone who it is. The tube will continue to run, but with a reduced service, and with the 40 stations closed yesterday morning remaining shut. Of course, we know that rail lines and flights have been cancelled all across the country, but they haven't been closed by the government. Transport for London has been clear that it wants its key workers to be able to travel and for people to make essential journeys, but for everyone else to stay at home. And whilst those so-called key workers, including NHS staff, people involved in the manufacture and delivery of food, those needed to run essential public services, are going to work, much of the country isn't. The Chancellor Rishi Sunak also announced unprecedented economic measures today, including the government paying 80% of wages for any permanent employees not working – Up to £2,500 per employee per month will be paid by the government, with no limit for individual firms or overall, as the Chancellor appealed to employers to stand by their employees during the crisis. He also announced that businesses will pay no VAT until the end of June and that self-employed people can access universal credit at a rate equivalent to statutory sick pay for employees, a move he hopes will strengthen the safety net for the self-employed. The global death toll from COVID-19 has passed 10,000, with Italy accounting for nearly 3,000 fatalities. The government confirmed trials for a vaccine could start in the UK within a month, but how close are we to a cure? Louisa Wells has this report. There's movement in the US in the search for a cure. 
Donald Trump said he was greenlighting two drugs already on the market for experimental use in the hope they can treat the virus. One drug, chloroquinine, usually used for malaria, produced clinical trials in China. Both drugs have given early signs that they could prove effective for those affected with coronavirus. In China, chloroquinine produced encouraging results in clinical trials, while two patients in the US reported feeling better after using remdesivir. But however encouraging Trump's words might sound, we're still a long way away from using these drugs as cures. More testing needs to be done to ensure they're effective against COVID-19 and to establish a safe dosage. Higher doses of chloroquinine, for example, can be fatal. The new coronavirus shares many of the same features as the SARS virus, which caused an epidemic in 2002 to 2004, which means scientists can use what they already know to understand how to fight off this virus. It went viral for all the wrong reasons. A video of a critical care nurse crying in a supermarket car park after she couldn't buy basic food because other people had stripped the shelves. I'm a critical care nurse. I've just finished 48 hours of work. I just wanted to get some stuff in for the next 48 hours. You just need to stop it. Because it's people like me that are going to be looking after you when you're at your lowest. Just stop it. An emotional plea from Dawn Bilber from York seems to have got the nation thinking, finally, about the negative effects of stockpiling. The Prime Minister has repeatedly stressed that supermarket supplies aren't going to run out. The government's even relaxed competition laws, meaning that customers who shop online with one supermarket could soon begin receiving their groceries from a rival's store to meet supply. Once people in Italy were confident there were no problems with food supply, the panicking behaviour stopped. So why are we Brits still filling our baskets to the brim? I put that question to Professor Benjamin Voyer, a visiting fellow at the LSE's Department of Psychological and Behavioural Science. That kind of panic buying is definitely what uh, can fuel more panic buying. It's a bit like a fulfilling prophecy. You're seeing others doing things and you think everyone is doing it. So you start acting like if this was really happening. Professor Voyer, is there a reason why we as a nation seem to be ignoring government warnings to stop panic buying more easily than other countries? Things happening in one culture uh, and not the other is not necessarily a sign that, you know, people in one culture are behaving this way and people in another culture are being behaving another way. What we're seeing at the moment is that um, people are very fast at making these decisions and in this kind of like flight of fight context, you know, often they decide to go instinctively to kind of preserve their survival chances, if you want to put it in kind of an evolutionary psychology frame and, and therefore overstock. But it's it has more to say about individual behaviours than collective behaviours, uh, like cultural behaviours and norms in this case. So there you go. We might be a nation of copycats, but there's no cultural reason why we're stockpiling. So no excuses. Buy what you need. Now, we're gearing up for plenty of quality time with ourselves over the next few weeks and possibly months. The Telegraph is organising live film viewings where you can watch a film alongside our film critic Robbie Collin, live web chats with our food experts. We even have plans for a virtual wine tasting. But I'm nosy and stuck by myself in self-isolation. So I wanted to know what everyone else is getting up to this weekend. I set my colleague and rival daily podcast host, Danny Boyle, from The Telegraph's two-minute briefing podcast, A Mission, to find out how his listeners are gearing up for the weekend. 
Danny, you're also making a podcast from home twice a day. I've got it easy. Have you also fashioned a makeshift armchair studio? I haven't got an armchair, actually, but I'm talking to you from my spare room. You completed my task. What are your listeners getting up to this weekend? What did you learn about your very up-to-date bunch from their responses? Well, we had plenty of people saying they're trying to stay calm in various ways, really. A lot of yoga, some cooking, and some of our more creative listeners playing music, like Alana in London. Hi, I've been self-isolating for a week. I'm 73, a piano teacher, doing my best to do it online, which is a fantastic challenge and quite difficult. Um, Getting back to practising seriously the piano has, has kept my sanity. We also had some listeners quite rightly trying to put a more positive spin on the whole situation. Wise words here from a listener called Texas in South Korea. It's an opportunity to uh, improve ourselves, to do personal development. There are people out there who, you know, they have these great ideas, but they complain, oh, I never have the time to do anything about it. Well, now you have that time. And then for others, life's continued with only pretty minor changes. This is Laura from Kent. I think once people stop doing the school run, obviously today's the last day of that, it will be much quieter. But at the moment, there are still people popping in and out of Costa, you know, going to the butchers. There's still lots of people going in and out of Tesco's. Laura is from Edenbridge in Kent. That's interesting. Certainly I'm told the streets around where I live in London are much quieter. Danny, have a lovely weekend yourself. And um, we probably ought to tell listeners how they can listen to your twice daily two minute updates. Just search the two minute briefing on your podcast app. And I'm hoping, Theo, you might be able to stick a link in the show notes to this episode as well. I absolutely will. Listeners, you can stay up to date with Danny's two minute news briefings every morning and evening, as well as this podcast. Uh, I'll put the link in the show notes to this episode. That's all for this week on Coronavirus The Latest. I'm Theodora Leloudis. Thank you for listening and I hope we've kept you up to date on what's a fast-moving situation. If we have, please give the podcast a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find the show. Don't forget that if you have a question you'd like one of our journalists to answer, email me. It's coronaviruspodcast at telegraph.co.uk. I'll be back on Monday evening with another update. In the meantime, head to telegraph.co.uk slash audio where you can get a free 30-day subscription to The Telegraph Online.